Turn your Bibles to Leviticus 26. I'm going to pick up with verse 3 and read through 13. If you follow my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season, and the ground will yield its crops and the trees of the field their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting, and you eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I will grant peace in the land, and you will lie down, and no one will make you afraid. I will remove savage beasts from the land, and the sword will not pass through your country. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall by the sword before you. Five of you you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand, and your enemies will fall by the sword before you. I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your numbers, and I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out make room for the new. I will put my dwelling place among you, and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves to the Egyptians. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. Lord, we thank you for your goodness. May the word Penetrate our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Blessings are not caught. They follow obedience. Verses 3 through 5. After the Lord sets up the proper focus his people are to have, he then begins a list, as I mentioned last time, of what will follow or what are the blessings that follow obedience to God's word. It is unfortunate that when people run into difficulty, they want quick deliverance, as I said, but not a relationship with God. God is not in the business of delivering you just for the sake of delivering you. He's not in the business of letting you do your own thing so that you may persist in sin. God does not waste his blessings, but his blessings have a purpose. If you want to be blessed by God, then you must obey his word. Tell you there are many people today that think somehow that if I began to do certain things that God will shower his favor upon me. And when they don't come quick enough, we then go off, run off looking for another place where we can attend or find God's blessing. As we mentioned, the first blessing that God gave began with rain. Rain is important. And as if you remember, I tell you that if the rain comes at the wrong time, you could have a problem with mildew. In some people's lives, they got a mildew problem. They want the rain, but the ground has not been prepared. They have not plowed the ground. The ground lies fallow, and the Lord says, I want to do a work to prepare the ground of your heart. And so many people, rather than getting wanting, wanting the, the, the proper conditions, they just want the rain to start pouring. 
we've got to recognize and realize that rain is for the purpose of allowing the crops to grow. We don't want mildew. A lot of people today don't realize, but they've got a mildew problem. God says that I will create the conditions in order that the rain will come at the right time. I think we've got a really great deal. We in and of ourselves can't make things grow, but God can. Telling his people that I will inform the plants to do what I commanded them to do if you will obey me. The plants will cooperate if you will simply do what I've said. Every fruit tree that God made will produce the fruit that God made it to do, made it to prepare and to make. He says, I will cause it to grow. There will not be a problem with food, nor will there be a drought. Now think about this. No crop failure with obedience. No crop failure with obedience. People's crops are falling and failing because they're not connected. Last night, I was looking to plug in uh, a gadget at the house, and I put it in the power strip, and, and, and I looked and said, I don't see the light coming on. I said, I know it's working because I just charged my rechargeable batteries a couple nights before, so I know I hadn't unplugged it. And lo and behold, there was the cord that had not been connected to the thing that I was charging. I said, oh, it can't come on unless it's plugged in. You see, some of you are disconnected. And you're trying to get power, and you haven't checked your connections. You see, your connections are faulty. And then for some of you, the shield in the cord is broken. And even though you look like everything is plugged in, you can't see on the inside that the shield is broken. And you keep plugging it, taking it out, and putting it to another plug. Another power outlet. Well, it ain't working. I did that last night. I took it out of one and put it in another one. I could have put it in every plug in the house, every outlet in the house. It wasn't coming on until I plugged it into the instrument that it was connected to. You see, there's some wires on the inside. There's some, there's some copper. There's some things happening on the inside. And Satan has some people believing that somehow everything's okay. Plugged in, but ain't no lights on. How come God's not blessing me? Because you're not connected. Why, why, why is the, are, are people in the world looking for blessings and not getting them because they're not connected? God gave the prescription right here in verses 20, chapter 26, 1 through 13. 
It was obedience. What's the the ground? What's the ground? It's obedience. That connects you. Today, today people are looking for all the exterior, all of the limelights, and then when it doesn't match up with what we think it should be, people run off. People stop. People quit. People say, how come? And we need to understand that God is not in the business of just showering, throwing blessings your way. He's got him in store. But they come at the proper time. God gave you a will. He gave you the ability to make choices. And what you do with your choices is going to affect your life. God says in in Deuteronomy 28, choose blessings and not curses. And God is letting, letting them know right here as well in Leviticus 26. My blessings will follow you when you obey. I'll send the rain. I'll provide the proper conditions. And the plants will do what they're supposed to do. Obedience affects the chain, the food supply. Can you imagine this? Obeying God allows the conditions to be changed and altered. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves. Second huh. Chronicles 7.14 Matter of no rain, no rain, no matter, matter of drought forces me to take a look at our land and what we are experiencing. God has often used throughout history the elements to chastise his people. I don't care what people or what the world says. What non-believers say, God uses conditions to chastise his people. He's done it throughout the history. So I'm sending the Assyrians to discipline my people Israel. I'm sending the Babylonians to deal with Judah. But I'm going to leave a remnant. Why? It was tied to obedience. God says, if you want the very best that I have, just obey me. I believe that all the different things that they say. I see the signs when I'm driving. Severe water drought. Save water. Yes. They, they watch how much water. In fact, they are rationing in certain areas. I was back in the 70s where they had a major water drought. It was 70s, 80s, 70s. Oh, my goodness. Don't you be out there watering your brown lawn. People were washing their cars and turning the water off. You know, y'all should just leave the water running. Go and wash it and let the water. No, no, people, go turn that water off. In fact, if the, if the water police came by, you might get yourself in trouble. Today I believe that it is because of sin in the land that is one of the reasons why we're dealing with drought in our area. I, it makes me think that. It makes me, makes me wonder, God, could it be? Could it be? If you've used the elements before, if you've used different things to, to deal with humanity, 
Could one of the issues today be that there's disobedience in the land? God is laying out his plan and the benefits. This really is a dream come true as long as I stay in God and in his word. And his word stays in me. The rain and the food supply will be beyond measure. Verse 6. I will grant peace in the land and you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. You will also enjoy peace and safety in the land. You can eat in peace and live in safety. You won't have to be like the deer that the moment you hear something. You see them deer out there? Those deer in the moment they'll look at, they'll bend down. They're they watching you. Those eyes, they're watching you. I, I told you that day I was, I, was, uh, I was trying to get to the modular. And there was a deer over there. You know, there was a deer I didn't see. That. I was walking my head down. And there was a baby there. The mom was there. And I'm walking up and I, I stopped. My eyes came up and that deer hadn't moved. Just looking right at me. And I'm thinking, now how come you ain't running? See, these deer around here got bold. These are Marin City deer. <laughs> I took another step, and that deer took a, that deer took a step toward me. Got it. I stood there and waited for it. The deer just stood there. I couldn't get to the modular. I said, ain't this about something? I'm trying to get in here. I said, I was here before you, dear. <laughs> I think that's probably one of the reasons for sin, that the Lord, the Lord is dealing with sin because that deer wouldn't run. <laughs> Today we have locks on our doors. I remember the time when my dad would not lock that front door. He left his key in the ignition of that white VW van with that purple back. Remember that purple? There was a purple or red? Purple. Kind of little painted van. The key would stay in it. I think then he had a little red, had a red, had a red van too, red and white one. But he had, he had a, Key. He, had, he had the key in the ignition and kept the spare in the ashtray. No, no point in keeping a spare in the house. If the thief wanted the car, they, they no problem. Take the car and you got a spare case. You lost it. <laughs> years, 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 years left it. Dad, can I use the car? Can I use the car? I didn't have to say where the key. Thank you. Run on, run on to the car and get get it. My mom laid up in that bed for years. Door unlocked. Rory, come on in. Was the word? Come on in. Anybody and everybody was welcome. God kept her safe all those years. Today. Places locked, keeping your door. I keep my door locked at my house during the daytime. 
What's happened? What's happened? The more people get away from God's word, the crazier people get. And what happens when God's people won't honor his word, won't trust him, won't obey him? Do you not know we have a tendency to lose our mind when we don't obey God? We'll do some crazy stuff when we don't follow God's word. I told you things that you said, I'd never do that. That's just beyond me. When we get out of God's will, we open ourselves up to the enemy. But God is saying that I will cause you to live in peace and safety. God also says in verse 6, you will lie down and nobody's going to make you afraid. Can you imagine this? We got locked doors and today we still scared to go to sleep. But they were out in the wilderness. They had tents in various places. God says, I'll keep people away for you. I'm going to take care of you. Can you imagine this? God also said, I will even keep the savage beasts away. Animals that will tend to attack you if you come on their territory. Out there in the wild, God says, I'll keep them away. What's the, what's the, the, the ground? Obedience. Obedience. Do you not know how, how powerful that is? God didn't go say, well, go run a hundred laps. God didn't say, put in $50,000. God didn't say, give me 25. He said, obedience. We have a tendency that if we can just give God enough stuff, that obedience should be optional. It is never optional when it comes to God's word. God laid the condition straight from Mount Sinai, even when he met Moses on the backside of the desert at Mount Horeb, before he, got to, before he went to, to Egypt, because he had to travel from the backside of the desert through that land, and God was taking care of him. But God said, Moses, you're going to deliver the people. You're going to deliver them, but you're going to come back here and worship me, and I'm going to give you my laws. If you're questioning what's happening in your life right now, check out to see if you're connected. You see, blessings are not caught. They follow obedience. Don't come saying, Lord, I'm going to come to you as soon as... I got people today telling me, I'm coming to the Lord soon. Now, if that was really pressed to its logical conclusion, when is that? I don't know, but I'll let you know when. In other words, leave me alone. I don't want to be bothered right now. You're making me think, and I don't want to. I don't know why my life is so bad. I don't know why I'm going through all of this stuff. It doesn't always mean that you're living in obedience because you are, but it definitely could be. You see, because God's blessings don't follow disobedience, they follow obedience. I told you before that sometimes Satan has a tendency to give us stuff. And you may think it's a blessing, but boy, it'll turn into a curse in a moment. I'll be done in just a moment here. And I'm going to come back to it because I don't think I'm getting to 13 today.
Somebody's car's going off out there. Somebody else's car going off. So that wasn't your car that you pushed there. That was somebody else's. We got two, three, four. See, you think about this. Yeah, we're all kind of alarmed. We, we had no alarm before. Only thing you had was a neighbor saying, hey, somebody just took your car. That was your alarm. Today, got alarms that go, and then it will reset itself. Beep, beep, after one minute. I have reset myself. Lord have mercy. Tell, tell your cars to obey you. <laughs> the Lord says, I will grant peace in the land. Peace, peace, and you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. I will remove the savage beast. And the sword will not pass through your country. Those that would even think about attacking you are going to remember, that's the God that brought those people out of Egypt. You don't want to mess with them. When you belong to God, there is something that people seem to fear. That person, oh, 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 that person goes to church. I remember the person just recently told me that there was, there was someone, he went into the restroom and to use the restroom, and there were some people in the bathroom doing something that they weren't, they had gotten little substances, and, and the person, they, they, you know, you know people get to, they, you walk in and they stand straight up. You know, you, 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 you're looking guilty. You're standing guilty. And he heard a person say, he goes to church. <laughs> Don't do anything right. He goes to church. <laughs> well, that's saying something about that individual. They know. Verse 7, and I'm going to close with 7 for today. You will pursue your enemies, and they will fall by the sword before you. One of the interesting things about this verse is that it is the obedience the obedient that chases the enemies. Have you ever seen those TV shows where a person, the good guy, is chasing the bad guy? They go around a corner out of view, and all of a sudden the good guy now is, cha- is being chased by the bad guy. Back together. Y'all seen the movies? Oh, wait a minute. How'd that happen? Because when he was running around the corner with the gun, somehow he lost his gun, and the bad guy picked it up, so he's now chasing him. <laughs> you see, when you don't obey God... Let's take it this way. When you are obeying God, your enemies are on the run. They run. They run. You don't have to hide. You don't have to, oh, diggle, pass. Let me. Pass the cup. Whoa, let me, let me hide. Let me run. Let me get out of here. When you're doing right, hey, pastor, how you doing? Hey, sister, start doing wrong. Oh, some. You know how we do. It was the obedience that were chasing the enemies. But when there was disobedience, the enemies pursued God's people. If you are being chased by the enemy, check your connection. Check your connection. You you see, because if the enemy is chasing you, He's got to get by God, and we're going to be dealing with that in a little bit. But in the next and the next message down the road, when you think about when 
God is your defender, the enemy has to get through God to get to you. And that's tied to obedience. You follow me? You follow me? Obedient, you chase the enemy. Disobedience, the enemy chases you. See, he may come after you even when you're a child of God, but you know what? There's only so much he can do. Only so far he can go. And then you know the great thing about God is that when, oh, when, you, when, when the enemy is coming after you, you can put the word on him. The Lord says. But when you're disobedient, you ain't got no word. You'll be saying, oh, Lord. Oh, my. You, in fact, you, Lord, if, if, you, if you just get me out of this time, I promise. I will, sir, I'll, you start making promises to God when you know you're in disobedience. But, man, when you live in obedience, you be stepping. The Lord says, God is my defender. The Lord is my healer. God is my protector. I wanted to get to this passage with kids today, but I can't do it. Next time, y'all come back. <laughs> I hope we get in the picture that obedience is key. I've been harping on obedience. I don't know how, how I've been just harping and talking. Yes. What's the issue? It's obedience. The enemy is going to throw things at us. But he cannot make you disobey God. He can't do it. He wants to make your life ineffective. He wants to cause you havoc and problems so that you won't be a person that can help anybody else. If I can just make it myself, Lord, just help me to get through it. Those prayers where we are always concerned about us and don't have a view. God, may this situation that I'm experiencing help somebody else. Whatever I might be going through, use it so that you will be glorified. You see, that God says, when, you know, he says, if I be lifted up. You know, we're talking about the cross. You know, we're talking about the cross. If I be lifted up, I will draw all men. But even we can apply that to even other situations. If we can lift God up in our circumstances, even when we're going through, he'll do the drawing. If Jesus can be lifted up in our, in our problems in the midst, he will do the drawing. If the children of Israel, if God's people will be obedient to his word, they'll see those people obey God and God is with them. You'll note as we conclude in Deuteronomy 28, the first 14, 15 verses or so, or, and, then, then, and, then, and then Leviticus 26, about the same. The blessings are very short. They're just like, boom, they're compact right there. But when they get to the curses, man, they take up a whole book. Oh, well, just a, a few extra verses. Long. But, but, but when you see when, when God just sends the blessings and allows your life to be blessed, everything just basically just falls into place. And then when problems come up, you've got the right perspective. God, we got a problem. I know you're going to take care of it. Because why? I'm in obedience to your word. You see, it's good when you can quote back to God, his word, because you're living it. That's what we need to remember. Bow your head. In this place, Lord, we love you. And we thank you for your righteousness. Blessings, Lord, are not caught.
They follow obedience. Blessings, Lord, are not caught. They do follow obedience. And so in this place today, may we be obedient to the very word of God. We do love you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Some of you may have to go, but I'm going to have Clayton those come back. I want to say before they come back, I would like to say this. Ministry from here, and when I say here, from church, from God's people around the world, we are to reach out to others. When we gather, when we study, it is so that we will be effective not only in living, but that we can help someone else, how we can help draw people. So remember this, it's about ministry by doing God's will.